0: Week 8 in the NFL is upon us And we are looking to stay hot We hit the wing foot lock last week That makes it 2 in a row We're striving for 3 this week And all the games I personally gave you last week on the podcast Perfecto So we're going to get going this week Week 8 and hopefully keep it hot We're going to start off with the Seahawks Laying 3.5 points To the Falcons Alright, here we go The line opened up at 3.5 Currently right now there's no line um, several on several sites due to Matt Ryan's injury. Um, as of Thursday, he still hasn't practiced. Um, not looking like he's going to play, but we don't know for sure. It looks more and more like Matt Schaub probably get the nod. Uh, if this is the case and Matt Schaub gets the nod, I'd be comfortable with a line around 5 or 5.5. If that line stays at 3, 3.5, anything less than 5, 5.5, with Matt Schaub as a starting quarterback, then I'm going to put a buyer beware on this, all right? But let's just go with the the notion that Matty Ryan is not going to play. The line climbs to about five or five and a half, um, and uh, that would be a neighborhood where I'm comfortable betting this game. And regardless of who is at quarterback, uh, I really, really love the Seahawks, and this is why. Uh, The Falcons are one and six against the spread this season. That is the worst in the NFL. The worst record in the NFL this season against the spread, one and six. The Falcons are one and eleven against the spread in the past 12 October games. And Greg, if you're listening, you know how we love these October game angles. And I got a couple more for you, so stay tuned. All right. Um, and also, as for the Seahawks, all right, the Seahawks are eight and one against the spread in the past ten October game road games. 8-1-1 one, and one against the spread in the past 10 October road games. 7-2-1 and one straight up. Greg, another October nugget for you. And these October nuggets have been treating us well, so let's not ignore them. Okay, so with those numbers, this is why I really like the Seahawks this week. Okay, so again, if Matty Ice doesn't play and it goes to about 5, 5.5, I'm real comfortable with that line. Uh, if Matty Ice doesn't play and it stays at 3, 3.5, a little buyer beware but with all these numbers in our favor i love the seahawks this week all right and greg i gave you two october stats there two october stats real early in the podcast and we even haven't even gotten to the saints yet we'll get to that later all right let's move on to our next game all right our next game this week in week eight which we really like are the buccaneers line opened up getting three points at the titans currently the line is about two and a half in a lot of places I really, really like it at 3. If you can get it at 3, jump on it. If you have to buy the extra point, buy it. Um, I love it if you can get it at 3.5. I like it at 3. Um, I would still take it at 2.5, but I would rather you buy it up to 3 or maybe even 3.5. Okay? But um, there's a lot of reasons why I like the Bucks this week. And here we go. The Titans are 1-4 against the spread in the past five home games. Those aren't great numbers. Alright, they should be 0-5 in the past five home games, if not for that goal-line miracle last week against the Chargers. And we both know how I feel about the Chump Chargers. All right. And as for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they are 5-0 and 1. I repeat, 5-0 and 1 in the past six road games versus AFC teams. Now, if you guys have been following us, you know when I come up with these stats that have a big goose egg in them, they've been treating us really well, right, Joe? So, Joe knows this because Joe likes that stat. So, for those reasons and those reasons right there, that's why we like the Bucks this week. So, again, um, if you get it at 2.5, spend the extra shekels, bump it up to 3. If you don't mind spending the money, bump it up to 3.5, and and I feel really, really comfortable. Um, But the Buccaneers are a definite strong play this week. Moving on. All right, so now... We're gonna get back, just for Greg, we're gonna get back to our beloved October angle, okay? And we're gonna talk about the New Orleans Saints, right? The Saints, right now, they're laying seven, and a, the line opened up around seven and a half to the Cardinals. Uh, I've seen it as high as nine, nine and a half in places. Um, there's some injuries that are still out there that are pending, so uh, a lot of places don't even have this game up yet. But in um, places that do, again, it opened up at seven and a half. Uh, it's up to nine and nine and a half. As we've been telling you all month, and if you have been listening to us and watching our podcast, you have been making money with this stat, okay? The Saints were not only last week's wing foot lock, which hit, by the way, uh, but they now have covered in 16 straight October games. 16 straight October games they've covered the spread, okay? They are 20-0-1, 20-0-1 against the spread in their past 21 October games. Okay, these are staggering numbers. Staggering. Greg was not a believer. Uh, Greg has been against us on this and not and, and, and playing the Drew Brees ain't there and blah, blah, blah angle, but it doesn't matter. In October, the Saints are amazing, and we've been making money off it. Okay, Now, I love the Saints this week, and I know Greg is probably going to want to jump on the bandwagon this week considering it's the last October game until next season, but I got bad news for you, Greg. As much as I think the Saints are going to win this week, I think this spread may be a little high. So I'm putting a little buyer beware on this, okay? Um, and here's another reason why: the Cards, are, the Cardinals, are seven-two and one against the spread, and they have ten road games and four and six straight up. Those aren't horrible numbers, okay? And they've been they've been winning these sneaky games. And you know, last week Joe thought they were going to you know get crushed by the Giants, and I thought so too. As far when we were on the podcast. Uh, after the podcast ad, you know, I let Joe know that the more and more I looked at that game, looked at that line, I backed off it. I thought it was a sucker bet, and it turned out to be. So you got to watch the cards; they're a little sneaky. Um, I believe the Saints are going to win, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if they cover the seven and a half, or even the nine, or the nine and a half. But at the same token, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cards hung around that game because, quite honestly this could be a little bit of a letdown game for the saints this is the last game with teddy bridgewater under under center because um, they go into the bye after this and drew Brees is expected back after the bye um they have overachieved definitely overachieved since he's been in there uh, everybody was hoping for him to go three and three okay they're currently looking to go undefeated with a win this week so i wouldn't be surprised if they sleepwalk through this one and let the cards hang around and get a late win and squeak one out Either scenario will not surprise me, but the Saints will win, and this is an October game, and they will win. So I love the Saints' money line. If you don't want to lay the shekels, because around if they can get them at 7, 7.5, you're probably going to have to lay 300 or 320. To me, it's guaranteed money, so it's not a big deal. Um, but if you're not comfortable with that, then buy buy a couple of points and, uh, and roll with it that way. But I love the Saints this week at the money line. Uh, it's a strong, strong play, especially with this October angle. We're going to get one more out of them. All right, Greg, pay attention, Greg. Okay, there's no more lungs left. The black market is running low, Greg, so so get on board. Money line this week, though, money line. All right, let's move on to our next game. That brings us to the Texans, lane seven to the Oakland Raiders, okay? The Raiders in the last leg of a nightmare road trip, okay? They've been away from home, including the London game for five games now. They've been away from Oakland, okay? After this game, they got three straight games at home. Let me tell you right now, the Raiders, all they are thinking about is getting through this game, getting on that plane, and getting home to their family, their kids, their beds, what have you. They want to get home, okay. So now I mean, on top of that, okay, the Raiders are just three and 15 straight up. They're 4-13 and one against the spread, uh, and this is in the past 18 road games. Those are horrific numbers. Horrific numbers. All right. The Texans, on the other hand, three 0 straight up. 3-0 and against the spread in the past three versus AFC West teams. Okay, we got a zero in there. Small sample size, but we got a zero. and 3-0 straight up and 3-0 and against the spread in the past three AFC West teams. Again, this spread to me, like the other game we just spoke about, seems a little bit high. So uh, I'm gonna take the, the Texans' money line. Again, I'm gonna be laying about three or 320, but I'm real comfortable doing that because I do not see the Texans losing. Um, if you don't want to lay the heavy money, like I said before, buy a couple of points and roll with it that way. But the Texans aren't losing this game. Um, sometimes you know, pigs get fat and hogs get slaughtered, you know what I'm saying? So you might have to lay the money this week and make it just to make a few shekels. At a, but it's a real, real strong play. So, um, like I said, if you want to buy a couple of points and roll with it that way, it's a good play. But money line this week, it's a strong, strong play. The Texans are not going to lose this week to the Raiders, the Raiders just want to get home, and that, my friends bring us to this week's wing foot lock all right we are on back on track uh we've hit two in a row now back to back and we're looking to make it three in a row um we're going to try and turn the triple play this week with the carolina panthers that's right ladies and gentlemen the wing foot lock this week are the carolina panthers all right and here we go these are the reasons why um they're getting six points from the undefeated San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco this week, okay? The Panthers, since 2012, they've played in the Pacific time zone seven times. Those so seven times they played in the Pacific time zone, they are 5-1-1 one one against the spread and 5-2 and two straight up. Pretty good numbers. Now, if you remember, a couple of weeks back, uh, we picked the Buccaneers in a game uh, against the Rams, and i told you that the rams had amazing numbers when they played in the pacific time zone and sure enough they went out and they put up almost 40 points against the rams that game and uh, that, that was a win all right so you got to watch these sneaky snaps where teams play uh, exceptionally well in certain time zones certain fields certain areas there's a reason for it all right so again in the last seven to- times they've played in the pacific time zone 5-1 one and 1 against the spread 5 and 2 straight up those are some strong strong numbers also the Panthers have won six straight games versus the 49ers, dating back to 2004. And the 49ers haven't beaten the Panthers dating back to 2001. These are serious numbers. Again, you got to dig deep for these numbers, and this is why we do what we do, and not the average better doesn't dig this deep, and they take things at face value. If you take things on face value, that's why Vegas is Vegas, and they have always had the upper hand. You got to do the work. All right? So, again, the Panthers have won six straight versus the 49ers, dating back to 2004. The 49ers haven't beaten the Panthers since 2001. Also, as we've noted before, Panthers quarterback Kyle Allen is 4-0 straight up and 4-0 against the spread. Okay? And the kid is playing good football. The team is playing good football. It's a spot they like. It's a team they—it's a—it's a—it's a—, it's a, it's a a time zone they like, a place they like to play, and a team they have great success against. This is all, all leaning towards the Carolina Panthers. And finally, one nugget, okay? One final nugget for you. When the 49ers are favored by six points or more, they are one and eight against the spread in the last nine times this has happened. All right? Six points they're favored by, and the last time they were favored by six points or more. One and eight against the spread. I love those numbers. So let's take the Panthers and take the points, okay? Wing foot lock this week, Carolina Panthers. The famous hashtag goes on it. We're looking to take three in a row. We're looking to turn that triple play, and do not be shocked. Ladies and gentlemen, do not be shocked if the Carolina Panthers win this game outright and hand the 49ers their first loss the season. So as Greg and Joe would like to say, if you want to dust a little sprinkle on the money line in Carolina, just a little sprinkle and take a shot, I would not be shocked, but I love Carolina getting the points, and that's why they get this week's hashtag lock. So happy betting, everybody. Good luck. And it's not about winning the game. It's about covering the spray. Let's get hot. Let's stay hot. Always be hot. Peace.
1: Got a nice-looking slate for this week. I'm going to start off with a little bit something different here. Uh, the over, 49 and a half for the Giants and Detroit. Um, You're going to notice the theme for this week is I'm going against teams that are trading away players. So I think it's really messing up. I mean, they've been very vocal in the Detroit locker room in that secondary specifically. Slay's not happy uh, with Diggs getting traded. Slay's already been ruled out. Um, I don't know how to say the other name, but Amani, he's another cornerback who's also out. So three guys in the secondary for Detroit that are going to be out. Snacks Harrison didn't participate in practice from what I can see on Friday. Uh, And Daniels is still out, um, who's a defensive tackle. So really, no healthy players on the defense. Minnesota just scored 42 last week. Uh, The Giants can't play defense either. Shepard's not coming back, um, but I just like a lot of scoring there, 27, 23, uh, 31, you know, whatever, 24. I, I just don't see anyone stopping anyone. Um, and then, you know, with the, the new running backs and everything like that because they just had um, – The Detroit Lions just put their um, running back on IR. They've never really been one to to pound the ball anyway. So I think both teams are going to be moving through the air. Uh, Detroit's been terrible um, to stop the run without their tackles playing this year. So we're going over. And if you can catch the number at seven, um, obviously we got hurt last week betting on the Giants. But if you can catch the number at seven, uh, grab the number at seven there. It's not a bad play. Okay. So the next game that um, I'm looking at is I just like the, the Bucks so far. I think they've played much better football against much better competition. I'm absolutely not sold on Ryan Tannehill. He beat up on the Chargers, a beat-up Chargers team who constantly lose games. The Chargers honestly should have won that game. Then the the touchdown call back at the end and, uh, and then the fumble there as regulation came out. So I do think Tennessee probably would have lost last week if they played anyone other than the Chargers, right? So you catch a little bit more competent team with Tampa Bay coming in who won't make as many errors towards the end of the game. And I get two and a half. If you can get it up to three, I would grab it, but I'm absolutely not going to bet on Ryan Tannehill. It doesn't mean that I love Tennessee. They've just played much better games against better competition. They play the run well. So I really think they're going to make it a one-sided game and make Tannehill throw the ball, and I certainly don't like that. So let's go Tampa plus the two-and-a-half if you can get it up to three outstanding. Um, This is going to be kind of an obvious pick, uh, but if for any reason you want to kind of backpedal on it, I think you'll have the opportunity when Matt Ryan is officially ruled out. Um, but I like Seattle on the road laying seven. They just got embarrassed against Baltimore last week. So you're getting them at kind of a low point as far as the market. And it's at seven right now. You can catch it. And Atlanta just traded away Sanu. Again, the theme that we're going with is teams trading away players. So if you're, you're getting rid of Sanu, I like that for Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones. Um, But I just, you know, Atlanta showed last week that got rolled by, you know, over three touchdowns. Seattle's going to have something to prove. Um, So you have a team playing for nothing. Uh, a co- head coach on their way out. They're trading away players, and they're pretty much so done. So I'm going to take Seattle to roll. If you want to tack them in for any, uh, you know, teases, six-point teases, it's a pretty good play. Um, I think another strong number to, to p- play on, I'm not at all impressed with the Jets' defense, and I'm also not at all impressed with Jacksonville's defense, and I believe there's another tackle out for um for Jacksonville on the defensive side of things. The Jets are injured all over, um, but there's a bunch of linebackers that are that are going to be out. I think all the linebackers, Najee Good, Leon Jacobs, Quincy Williams, are all out for um, Jacksonville. Uh, and I just don't see them struggling to put up points against one another. The Jets obviously laid a goose egg, the reason for that low number there. Uh, the Jags struggled against the Saints defense, right, but neither of these defenses or the Saints or, um, you know, the, the New England defense. All they have to do is put up 41 points between the two squads. I'm, I'm seeing it at 40 and a half right now. So I like that line. Um, I am going to go and lay a huge number, um, but I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Rams minus 12 and a half. What I will say, if you do enjoy a tasty 10-point tease like I do, grab this game in ten pointees as you get it down through the key number of three um, you know pull down that um, that Jets game I just gave you and a thirty and a half um, and pull this down to two and a half and I'll look for another maybe you tackle on 10 to the Carolina line so you get them plus 15 and a half that's a pretty good uh, look, or you could, uh, if you don't want to run the Jets over, go up to that New York Giants game, go to 39 and a half, put that in there. So um, I feel a lot more comfortable with that. But, again, you're looking at a Cincinnati Bengals team. that's just They're just terrible. Um, the Rams did not go back to the West Coast. They stayed down in – I don't know if they stayed in Atlanta or somewhere in Georgia, but I love that. They're not flying across country and over the – over the pond, um, but you still you have no relief coming back for. Cincinnati, I'm seeing a couple of questionable linemen as well as Cordy Glenn's already out with the concussion, uh, and you have cluster injuries at the cornerback position. So the Cincinnati's just beat up, and I don't see any significant injuries. It looks like Andrew Whitworth was practicing late in the week, um, so they're looking pretty healthy there. So I'm going to lay the 12 and a half, it's probably the most points I'll give you. Um, this whole year, but I like it. So let's roll with it. Um, scrolling down, the, I want to put a buyer beware signal on the Oakland Raiders. I thought they played, I'm looking at this Texans game, and I was initially thinking about jumping on the Texans, minus seven. Oakland just played a, a little bit better than the final score would show last week. Um, and it seems like there are a couple injuries on the Texans. So I just wanted to put it out there. It's not a play. Um, I don't know if Chris has it. Um, so if he does, I just want to put that out there. I'm just a little skittish on Oakland. I still think they've been playing pretty good football. And, you know, one of the things if you did want to play Houston to look at is uh, Oakland is discarding players. However, they've done that the whole year. Um, and it hasn't really impacted the result on the field. So that's that, that's the one exception to my rule of picking against teams that are unloading players this week. Just beware of Oakland. I'm not going to pick against them myself. Um, I, I definitely a situation that I do like is the Colts. Uh, I think the Colts have just pretty clearly at minus five. Um, you know, you're you're not paying all the way up to seven. Denver, I don't think, has really shown me too much. Um, it's going to be really tough sledding. We got a full uh, participant in practice for Malik Hooker. Um, so the Colts are getting, you know, basically fresh again. I, I really like how they showed against Houston last week. Uh, and there's just no confidence from my end on the Denver Broncos. Um, so I have no issue at all with laying those five points on the Colts um, to win against the, the Broncos. Uh, and I'm going to take the points on Carolina like they're coming off the bye week. Um, I, I really do think, I mean, obviously you've got San Francisco 6-0 and team, but you do have Carolina who is undefeated as well with Kyle Allen as their quarterback. So it's a little concerning. He holds onto the ball a little bit. But he's had plenty of time to prep for San Francisco. So hopefully a lot of that prep is, hey, we're going to get the ball out quick. We're going to get it out quick to DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, dump it off or just run it up the gut there with Christian McCaffrey. Um, so I, I number one, I think this is going to be an enjoyable game. We have a really enjoyable four o'clock slate here with that, the Indy game and then the New England game. Um, but I, I like Carolina to really keep it tough muck that game up um, and, and play the Niners really tough. And I'm getting five and a half. I already told you, if you're running a 10 point tease, tack that on there and you get it through 14 on this side of things. So I don't know that I like Carolina on the field, um, but a tight game and I get five and a half points. I'll, I'll take that any time. Um, as we get later in the week, keep your eyes on the two primetime games, Kansas City. Go back and look at Matt Moore's stats. I saw something, he's he's like close to 65% covering spreads as a starter. And that's on organizations that are that are poor, right? When you go down to the Dolphins. Um, and, and now when you look at, you know, Andy Reed a long week to get him prepped up, right? That was the Thursday game. So you have kind of the mini buy there for Andy Reed. And then, um, you know, you have that data there for Matt Moore covering about 64 65% when he's a starting quarterback. So I like that. I, I like Andy Reid with a bunch of rest. I like uh, all the talent around him. You saw him. He doesn't have to do too much. Just get it to your weapons there. Uh, and Green Bay is really not all that impressive. They've played a lot of home games so far this year. So I don't love them going into Arrowhead and I think that, um, that win last week against the Raiders was very inflated uh, and not as, you know, sep- you know, they separated pretty well, but I think they just really took advantage of some really key Oakland mistakes, and I, I do not believe that um, the Chiefs are going to make those types of mistakes. Uh, and then you look at the Miami Dolphins. I know Chris and Joe, you're going to hate this play, right? You're going to tell me to stay away from the stinky fish. Uh, again, 14-point spreads, are not meant for the likes of the Pittsburgh Steelers with incompetent quarterback play. Great. They're coming off a bye. Really doesn't mean anything to me. Mason Rudolph hasn't played since he was knocked out um, several weeks ago against the Ravens. Uh, His backup honestly came in, looked a little bit better than he did. Um, So I don't really know that he's too secure in that job. But uh, you know you can't you can't be laying fourteen points and and again there's no reason to have faith in the Dolphins except for Brian Fitzpatrick is a, is a competent NFL quarterback he's going to turn the ball over so he's going to make a mistake but that's one touchdown that's not two touchdowns so he's gonna turn the ball over he's also gonna put the ball in the end zone. We like the 14 points on the road there. I'm going to take that as well. So to recap, Dolphins plus 14. We'll probably grab the the Chiefs plus four. Uh, We are going to take Indianapolis at home minus five. Carolina plus five and a half. We're going to lay 12 and a half on L.A. And then we are also going to do the over in the Jets game, 40 and a half. We're laying seven with Seattle, and then we're gonna take Tampa plus two and a half, and we're gonna go over 49 and a half on the Giants game. There's a lot of things that look pretty good, and I think this is where we start hitting our stride and selecting a bunch of games here um, that we should be able to do at about a 65%. So, uh, good stuff. Hopefully Chris has got a good lock for us, and let's go.